Just as a disclaimer, we want you to know that some of the movies that we will be reviewing were shot in a different time and era where people of race and sex were not treated equally. We understand this and hope you do too. The movies or anything that happened on the sets are not the views of this podcast or what this show is intended to be all about. Exactly. And we want to give due diligence in presenting the movie and not the views of the cast or directors or anyone involved. But we also feel it's necessary to let the audience know some of the background information to get a feel for what was happening at the time of shooting the film. Again, we hope you understand that we do not agree with everything that went on and we just want to give out the information. And with that being said, hope you enjoy the show. season, there's one toy everyone has to have. I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move, and the Rocket Roar jetpack, and the Boomerang shooter. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare. I'll get that toy. I promise. Whoa! Nothing like waiting until the last minute, I would say. Especially on Christmas Eve. Christmas spirit. The last one just left. Now, it's two fathers. This is one. One mission. Woo! Oh, good baby. <laughs> and every man for himself. I think maybe, you know, we could join up as a team. You know, like, like Starskin Hutch. We're late delivery of Turbo Man and Toy Wars. Let's go. Is there a problem, officer? <laughs> you can never do too much to make a child's Christmas magical. Hey, buddy. From the director of Mrs. Doubtfire. You want a Turbo Man for Christmas? Forget it. I'm not going to sit in your lap. Tony, show me. That was taken this morning. And from the director of the Flintstones. Don't open that up. No, no, no. Of course, there's uh, some assembly required. You know what, you guys are? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad. I work for the post office and I'm unstable. Tell him. This man is totally insane. Thank you. Christmas comes but once a year. Jingle all the way. You picked the wrong day. All right, guys. Welcome to episode four of the 12 Days of Christmas Movies. Uh, somehow you stumbled your way back to the Tragedy of Cinema podcast. I'm your host, Jimbo. Along with me, that favorite elf of ours. Turbo Terrence. Turbo Terrence. Today we'll be talking about <laughs> Jingle All the Way. 
Uh, this, if anybody has ever had a child and has wanted that hot toy for Christmas and had to go <laughs> searching store after store or everywhere before the internet, I should say. Yeah, right. Just, just the, the the feelings, the pains of this movie that people oh, go yeah. through. So, Terrence, let's take it away. All right. So, Jingle All the Way, release date November twenty second, nineteen ninety six. Six years old. <laughs> I was a senior in high school. <laughs> All right. So, its budget was uh, sixty million. And uh, this, if you account for inflation, that's $98.4 million today. Uh, opening weekend USA, that was $12.1 million, which is $19.8 million today. Uh, gross USA, we're looking at $60.5 million, and that's $99.3 million today. Cumulative worldwide gross is $129.8 million, which is $212.9 million today crazy and it's not even that long ago right uh this was directed by brian levant writing credits goes to randy cornfield uh and the technical specs so there are two versions of this movie there is an hour and 29 minute version the original release theatrical release if you will and then there is an hour and 34 minutes which was the director's cut which added an extra almost 10 minutes hmm. Uh, sound mix, digital, uh, Dolby Digital. And now that I think about it, I don't know which one I watched. I guess I'd have to know it was cut to know if I saw it. Right. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, this was in color. Its aspect ratios was 1.85 by 1. Uh, camera used uh, for filming, pan and vision cameras and lenses. Uh, laboratory uh, that it was edited in was Deluxe Hollywood, USA. Film length, we're looking at 2,452 meters. Uh, and then 2,576 for the director's cut. Negative form, format was 35 millimeter. Cinematographic process, spherical, and printed film format, 35 millimeter. Here, there we go. Got a handful of awards for this one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, 1997. Winner of the Blockbuster Entertainment Award. Favorite supporting actor, family, Sinbad. Good movie. Good, 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 uh... Good acting in this. Oh, yeah. Then we have the Golden Camera, Germany, 1997. It won the Golden Camera for Best International Actor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, for uh, Eraser. You ever seen that movie? Oh, I'm just surprised that oh. uh, it's not for this movie. Right. <laughs> it's for a completely different movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do your research, Terrence, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Razzie Awards, 1997. Not the Razzies. <laughs> Nominee, Razzie Award. Worst director, oh. Brian Levant. I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie. I, I it must have just it must have been a, a pain to to get it filmed. I guess. Some uh, just wow. Um, and then we have <laughs> the stinkers. Bad movie awards, nineteen ninety six. Nominee for the stinker award. Worst supporting actress. Rita Wilson and worst actor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, the Stinker Award. Oh, I thought we were talking about Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Most painfully unfunny comedy. And I don't know why it's funny. Did you find it funny? Uh, this movie. Yeah, it had its moments, but it was mostly like uh, just it's. I think it's one of those things that's it's so unfunny. It's funny, particularly on like Arnold Schwarzenegger's part. Because, like, there's just those scenes where just, like, like he's on the phone, right? And uh, the dude's just, like, he's just super extra swarm. He's, like, 
yeah, I'm at home, just really. In, he's like, I'm at your place, just really enjoying your wife's cookies. Mm, she can make some cookies. Don't eat my cookies. Those are my cookies. <laughs> it's just, it's just those things. That, like, if those lines were delivered by anybody else, it would not be funny. But it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger yelling into the phone. Right. Those are my wife's cookies. Get to the chopper. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, and and then you know it makes that attempt of like you know that sort of slapstick humor, uh, but it's not like well executed. Um, <laughs> but it's then, Arnold, man. That's why exactly it's funny. that's why it is funny. And then the uh, the sort of message on the movie is like right on the nose. Just like they really just over and over, like yeah, this is the message of the movie. <laughs> and it's like uh, yeah, I I get it. It doesn't need to be spelled out over and over. And right, you know, uh, I, I could figure it out. <laughs> So yeah, the the stinkers bad movie was. That's funny. That's that's a first. <laughs> All right. So synopsis: Turbo Man is the hottest Christmas toy of the year. A father promises his the a father promises his son one. Only problem is all the stores are almost sold out, and he must compete with everyone else to secure one for his son. Dun, dun, dun. Have you been there, Terrence? Trying um, to secure it, that I hot will. item and. <laughs> You know what's funny is like so as I was watching this, um, I've seen people react from a retail standpoint. <laughs> it's crazy. So I, I was an account manager for uh, a company a while back that sold toys and collectibles, and um, so I would have clients who would call in, and during the holidays it was always a hot time. And then earlier in the year, I would give them heads up: Hey, we already know that this is going to be like the hot year to get this. So the year I was working there, it was Hatchimals and um, Speak Out. Like the, the where you put the the thing in your mouth and you gotta like try to say something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those were the two hot items, and we knew those would be the two hot items. So we were calling on our clients who would know who would buy those. Be like, look, you have to buy this like now. You have to pre-order it way ahead of time, or else you're not gonna get it. Sure enough, like a month before December, we just get people calling, and even the month of December, you guys have Hatchimals? We really need Hatchimals in our store. Like people want them. We have to have them. We're like. <laughs> We told you to order this so long ago. We, we our hands are tied, man. Like I don't right. know what you want. So I, I've experienced like this. Obviously less chaotic. It's just all the chaos on the phones, but people wanting to like order stuff when it's too late. Well, and I've experienced on the the, the buyer side because uh, me and my aunt and uncle we went to Walmart one time for Black Friday, and there was this uh, walking dog that had like a bone and barks and sits and all mm. that. And we got to... The, it was, uh, it, uh, was it an electronic dog? Yeah. It was Tecmo. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't a robotic it was, dog. Oh, okay, it's, okay. it was actually had fur on it and everything, like a fur reel or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. they had this pallet of them. And you, there was, there was, I kid you not, there was like the army guard, uh, forest rangers, whatever, sitting there with guns. And you couldn't take them off the pallets till they said go. But you could have your hands on the box. So I have my hand on a box. My uncle has his hand on a box. My aunt has a hand on her box and the shopping cart. As soon as they blew that whistle or whatever they did, they yeah. they said go. That thing looked like the Tasmanian devil had ripped through there, dude. We got our three and got out. You know what I mean? And it was just <laughs> – and then to see people – people don't go to Walmart during Black Friday because people get killed there. I mean they just trample oh, yeah. people and it's not right. Just order it online now. Save some time. But I like the experience of it. So 
Terrence, I will you say that, that that is one thing that this movie captured. No, definitely. <laughs> it's like the, definitely. Like, even though it's over the top for the movie, I'm like, no, that's that's, really that's how real it life. Is. That's, that's how it is. Yeah, it predicted the future. <laughs> All right, pretty much, right? Uh, so we have the cast. the cast list. So we're gonna start off with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Howard uh, Laxton. Um, another person who was considered for this role, Tim Allen. I think he could have done it. I think so too. It definitely would have hit different, right? Um, so uh, next we have Sinbad as Love him. Uh, Marion Labrie, uh, Lara B. Another person considered for this role, Joe Pesci. <laughs> it would have been a completely different movie. Completely. And different. Uh, the reason why they didn't cast Joe Pesci because he was too short for the role <laughs> to stand next to Arnold. <laughs> exactly. Which was funny because in the movie Twins. <laughs> He was exactly. next, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> uh, next we have... Oh, by the way, uh, did you see that they're going to be coming out with the Twins th- 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 3 called Triplets? What? And, um... Oh, what's his name? I'll think of it here in a minute, but, um... They found... They, they know who they want for the thing. It's an African-American man. I can't think of his <laughs> name right now. Oh, man. And it's going to be hilarious. Uh, like, they're going to do it? Yeah, it's, oh, it nice. was in that thing right, I put on... If out. you check out the Facebook page, I, there's a list of sequels we can't wait to see or whatever. Oh, that's and it's, right. That's and it's right. called Triplets. And it tells the actor's name, <laughs> and I can't believe I'm blowing a gasket or a, a memory loss. I'm having a Terrence moment where I can't pull it right now. But check it out. I think it's going to be good. All right. Uh, next, we got uh, Phil Hartman as Ted Malton. Then we have Rita Wilson as Liz Langston. Uh, Langston. Then we have Jake Lloyd as Jamie Langston. Jake Lloyd, famous for? Do you know? No. Terrence, come on. I'm telling you, I'm terrible with actor names, but I know their faces. Terrence. Right. Now this is pod racing. Oh. That's Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> my friend. Oh, it is the same kid, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Robert Conrad <laughs> as Officer Alexander Hummel. And then we have uh, Martin Mull as uh, KQRS DJ, uh, Mr. Ponytail Man. And um, there is one more. Uh, we Then we have um, Vern uh, Troiner uh, as the mini Santa in the warehouse. And also, did you know that the large Santa is played by none the, other the than super the large WWE's one? Big Show? <laughs> I was wondering who that was. I'm like, it's the big this show. guy seems super familiar, but right. he had the beard. Maybe that's why. <laughs> really? He had the beard. It's good. Uh, uh, there, there's a um, – keep talking. There's one more person that's casted in this that uh, is left out actually. Um, and it's actually a pretty notable uh, well, person. Well, I think it, there's one that was Richard Mole, I think, and he was the voice of um, – I want to say Two-Face and somebody else in the Batman the Animated Series. Oh, okay. He's um, in there. Th- there was someone – well, we'll, we'll go ahead yeah. and jump into some facts then when you get to it. So here's – this is one of the most um, craziest things. In March 2001, a U.S. district court jury in Birmingham, Michigan, ruled that 20th Century Fox stole the script ideal jingle all the way from Detroit high school biology teacher Brian Webster. The studio was ordered to pay $19 million – Later oh, wow. reduced to one and a half million dollars, Webster submitted the script, then named "Could This Be Christmas?" to the studio in 1994, and never received payment nor credit, despite the film making 129 million dollars worldwide. Oh wow! Twentieth Century Fox appealed, and the verdict was reversed, since Webster's script was submitted after the studio had already purchased a treatment or an outline of what would become the movie script. So they did not have to pay. Wow, that's. Did you find what you were looking for? 
I'm still looking. Well, this, <laughs> this episode will be over by the time you find it. Um, this this movie was is a, a shout a shout out back to the craze of the uh, 1980s where you had the Cabbage Patch. And, oh yes, uh, uh, during the yeah during the parade, there's a lot. They, there's Gumby in there, right? Uh, uh, but the Cabbage Patch and. Mm-hmm. Um, Cash also, cash. in the 1996, the Tickle Me Elmo craze. Do you remember that? The Tickle oh, Me Elmos. Yeah. Oh, ha, ha, was, you know, uh, and I was just like, those things would be everywhere. So, um, the uh, uh, you can buy, you know, the Turbo Man that they came up with. He was going to be named Turbo Tom, first of all. Really? But you can actually find Turbo Man action figures on eBay. Huh. So. Um, okay, so, uh, Yardley Smith. She is the, so she's, in this movie, she's the woman in the fur coat. Um, so the reason why she's an interesting cameo is because she is the voice of Lisa Simpson and also a notable voice actress for a handful of other stuff, but most notably Lisa Simpson. So, um, she has a very small role, but it's pretty cool that she kind of made this cameo in the movie and they actually don't show her in, in the credits until the very, very end. And if you hear anything outside, I think Turbo Man's trying to land. (laughs) I don't know what it is this time. It's got to be a leaf blower chainsaw, uh, because there are some topple trees in the area. So... Uh, the winter, ta- winter, the wintertainment parade was filmed at Universal Studios Los Angeles in the middle of May. Uh, Simbad improvised the majority of his lines. Arnold also impro- improvised many of his lines and responses in the, his conversations. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe crazy. those are my cookies. Was his improvised? <laughs> those line. are my cookies. Yeah. Um, towards the beginning, when Howard is in his office taking phone calls and um, he's talking to his wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you. You're my si- number one customer. He signs a contract. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger signed his real name. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Right. Uh, this, uh, this, they offered Arnold this project um, after development on a remake of Planet of the Apes. Uh, went <laughs> fell apart. Yeah. So um, here's, here's one that I thought was interesting. Arnold Schwarzenegger's agent suggested Sinbad, but the producers felt he was unsuited to the role of a villain as it could harm his clean, family-oriented comedy act and reputation. Although Sinbad felt the character would generate the audience sympathy rather than hatred. Furthermore, he missed the audition due to his appearance with Hillary Clinton and Sheryl Crow on the USO tour of Bosnia and Herzegovina. But Chris Columbus waited for him to return to allow him to audition for the part. Although Sinbad felt he had messed it up, he was given the part. So there you go. Attaboy, Sinbad. Went over there to help the right? troops. Love him. Uh, the film's release coincided with the, the Tickle Me Elmo craze, which we talked about. Uh, yeah. And you should see those the mobbings for that stuff. Um, the extra scene at the uh, after the end credits was written to set the stage for a possible sequel. Oh wow! Which that would be very interesting too. Uh, oh, here we go. And I've been here. The scene outside of the toy store where the crowd pushed in the entry was filmed in the Seventh Street Plaza outside the Old Palace Theater in downtown St. Paul, Minnesota. The scene changes to the inside of the store, which was filmed at the Mall of America, located in Bloomington, Minnesota, almost 20 miles away. And I've been there. It's yeah. a crazy mall. They have roller coasters and stuff in the middle of the mall. Oh, and yeah, it's like know, seven or eight stories tall. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's, it's, I think I've seen it on uh, I think like it's Camp Snoopy. YouTube when I was there, it was Camp Snoopy. It's oh, yeah. Different. Um, it's so cool. But yeah, it's definitely like a place I want to check out one day. Yeah, you need to. Uh, the Turbo Man's red suit, you know, his outfit. Yeah. It was modeled after DC's The Flash, which you can tell. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Turbo Man television show that Jamie uh, is watching at the beginning of the film was a parody of the Go, Go, Power Oh, yeah. Rangers. You can totally see that, <laughs> yeah. like 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arnold was reported paid $20 million for this movie. And he really wanted to do this movie because... 
he experienced last minute Christmas shopping himself. Ah, uh, so he so was attracted to be like, hey, really I just, imp- really I just want to be an ordinary man, family man, and just show people <laughs> how to do this. So um, yeah, we talked about Turbo Tom. When Howard and Miriam burst into the radio station, the DJ is talking, uh, taking a call for the eight reindeer name contest. The incorrect names in the contest uh, the contestants give are Rando, Tito, and Jermaine. <laughs> Those are all Jackson <laughs> brothers of Michael yeah. Jackson's brothers. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, this is actually Arnold's fourth comedy film. Do you know the other ones he's been in? Uh, obviously, there's um, Twins. Twins. There's, uh, yeah, I know the scenes. I'm just like blanking on the names. Kindergarten um, Cop. That's right. And a junior. I forgot about Junior. You don't want that one is where he's pregnant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a crazy movie itself. Uh, by the way, um, there's there's several instances in this movie that's recalled to other movies that Arnold has done. Like when he punches the reindeer in the face, it's a throwback <laughs> to Conan the Barbarian. Is it? Where he punches the camel in the face. Do you oh, remember that? Oh, yeah, that's right. He really punched that camel in the face for real. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Poor camel. Um, also, you know the little elf, uh, uh, the little another little elf in there, Danny Woodburn. He plays Santa's elf in this film. He was oh, also yeah, the yeah. Uh, they played the elf on an episode of the Seinfeld. So, so here we go. The film draws inspiration from the high demand for Christmas toys such as Cabbage Patch Kids and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in the late '80s and early '90s, which often led to intense searching and occasional violence against um, amongst shoppers. Randy Cornfield wrote the film's original screenplay after witnessing his in-laws go to a Santa Monica toy store at dawn in order to get his son a Power Ranger. While admitting to missing the clamor for the Cabbage Patch Kids and Power Rangers, producer Chris Columbus experienced a similar situation in 1995 when he attempted to obtain a Buzz Lightyear action figure from (laughs) Toy Story. As a result, he rewrote uh, the script, which was accepted by 20th Century Fox. Yeah, I can so yeah, I can totally see that. <laughs> so there you have it, Terrence. Tell me what you think about Jingle Jingle All the jingle Way. Jingle all the way. It's turbo time. <laughs> uh yeah, no, it's once again, like as I said in the before, it so okay, it's entertaining. It is an entertaining movie. This isn't a, a movie I think you should pass on just because of the you know, the they got those awards. because um, Arnold Schwarzenegger really does make it hilarious. But I think Sinbad stills a show. I, he is also hilarious, um, but I, I just I just find Arnold Schwarzenegger so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I and I like to see Arnold in a different type of movie than Absolutely. just this big action. And I, th- you know I think I mean? he does like he did he did comedy well. Oh um, yeah, he does. Just like uh, 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 The Rock, like you see him in both like serious roles, but like his comedy roles are pretty hilarious. <laughs> that scorpion, that's that first in the Mummy when oh, you see him yeah. in the Scorpion King when he just that is like that, the worst the, CGI the worst I've ever CGI seen I've ever seen time. in my life, right? <laughs> and I was like, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a great movie. I think it, it it relates more to parents that have been there with those kids that wanted that yeah. that one toy that you could not find, and what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like. Ah, what do we do? So, <laughs> which is interesting because I, I I don't think you would bump into that as much nowadays, right? Because of all the, the online, the internet, yeah. right? The online, the eBay. Because if one store doesn't have it, you just check another store online. You don't have to go run around and you know go on. A well, e- and and let's let's face it, with the today's day and age um, on e- of eBay, you can get anything you want if the price is right. That's true. Um, and you have these people that there's some people that know what the hot toy is going to be, so they take like twenty of them. And they mark them up so big that the parents, they have promised their kids this, and they will pay anything to get that present for their kids. Yeah. 
So <laughs> that's ridiculous. So, well, with that being said, I think we're coming down to the close of this episode. Uh, stay tuned for tomorrow for episode five when me and Terrence discuss one of the all-time classic cartoons, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. Number five. Uh, it was fun to do. Well, we already had that one shot. So uh, there's just so much, so much stuff. We're trying to get these recorded all ahead of time, it's, it's, so it's, yeah. so we can actually hit the deadline and make sure we get them all. And the promo that we just, you guys have already heard it out because I'm going to release it today. But the promo yeah. you guys heard is just classic. It's just, great. I had we, tears had fun, we had fun uh, recording it. Right. <laughs> and I haven't laughed that hard since well, Terrence's last mistakes. So. But I actually goofed up on this one, and you guys will hear it. Uh, But with that being said, this episode's coming to a close. And cut. cut.